Hello and welcome to this Building Blocks episode of Unpacking the Case, where I am joined by Richard Snape, our Head of Legal Training here at DGB, to talk me through the case of Robertson Lawton from 2016, which relates to remedies of non-payment of rent charges. Richard, would you mind telling me a little about the background of this case to start off, please? It's a 2016 case. It's not uh, too old, but it's... uh a case that the implications of uh, are absolutely enormous and um, it's causing chaos, uh, mainly in the world of domestic conveyancing, but also potentially in commercial property and industrial estates and the likes as well. Um, the It's about rent charges. Uh, it's not a tribunal case, it's an appeal case. It's the High Court equivalent, they can set precedents. Okay, to start with then, would you like to explain the background of rent charges? Yeah, rent charges have been around for many and many a year. Uh, They are not the same as rent under a lease. They can be found in leasehold premises, but they basically run extra freehold land. And they, some parts of the country, you rarely come across rent charges. And some parts of the country, you come across them all the time. Uh, Most notably uh, in the greater Manchester area in North Cheshire, sort of. Warrington, Runcorn, Witness, Merseyside as well, but uh, in Greater Manchester, Manchester itself, Stockport, Oldham, Rochdale, you'd be hard pressed to do uh, property work without coming across them. And if there's anywhere in the country that's got more of these, of these rent charges, these fixed sum rent charges, at least in Manchester, uh, it's the Bristol, Bath, Western Supermare area, and into Taunton and likes. Never went north of Bristol, just south. Um, you're interested there. Yes, yeah, that is actually interesting. I didn't know that. The first house I ever bought was a masonette in Westbury Park in Bristol. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, and it had a rent charge of two guineas a year. And everybody, every year, somebody would knock on the front door demanding £2.10 from me. You're joking. By the way, used, I should switch that out, is uh, because um, it was back in the, they were created you know, in the late 19th century, early 20th century, for the most part. They've never kept pace with inflation, these fixed sum rent charges, at least. You can also have uh, variable rent charges, but perhaps more of that shortly. And uh, until recently, until Robertson Lawton, people didn't really bother about them. You know, there used to be a few pounds per annum fixed sum rent charge that you had to pay. Uh, they they were used as, uh, you know, the population increased massively in the late 19th century and you'd sell your land off to be developed. You'd sell it at a lower price than perhaps it was worth, but get, you, get an annuity and that's what the rent charge was. It passes, it's a property right, it passes to your successors. Um, so that was some of the background. Fix some rent charges as opposed to the other type of rent charge where they're variable, can't be created since... Uh, the Rent Charges Act of 1977 came into force on August the 22nd of that year, and existing ones will come to an end on the 60th anniversary, 2037. Bit of a party that day. Um, but uh, And so that's some of the background. Brilliant. So now could you tell me the facts about Robertson Norton? Yeah, it con- it's uh, concerned a whole series of properties with, in Bristol with these rent charges. And uh, Roberts, uh, together with Mr. Thane, Mr. Roberts and Mr. Thane were directors of a, an organization called uh, a business, property management business called Morgoward, who are based in a small village in Shropshire, Clunganford, which, based, which is, features in 80 Houseman's, a Shropshire lad. Um, but uh, they, uh, 
they bought, well, the estimate was about 15,000 rent charges in Bristol and Manchester. They built by all portfolios of these things and also a lot of ground rents in Yorkshire on long leasehold houses. Um, and uh, the reason they buy them is because of uh, provisions in section 121 of the Law of Property Act 1925, which has actually been around since 1881, something called the Conveyance Act of that year. And for the first 135 years, didn't seem to cause any problems whatsoever until this case. Section 121, subsection 4 of the Law of Property Act says that uh, if you don't pay your rent charge within 40 days of it becoming due, whether demanded or not, the, the rent owner, the beneficiary, um, can create a 99-year lease over the property and appoint trustees who hold this 99-year lease. And section 121, uh, subsection 3, says that if you don't pay within 40 days, uh, whether demanded or not, they can enter the premises, they can go into possession. Um, people don't tend to uh, remember to pay these things, especially if they're not reminded. The amounts of money, the yearly payments in these cases from Bristol were between six and 15 pounds per annum. Um, Morgo had uh, claimed to have demanded the rent charges. Mr. Roberts was gonna be the trustee of the, uh, holding this lease. Uh, they claimed to have demanded the rent charges, but the various homeowners claimed that they never were received. And certainly on occasion, they were sent to the wrong address or, or sent to predecessors, you know, in the name of predecessors. But it doesn't matter, the legislation says you have to pay within 40 days of it becoming due, whether demanded or not. The reason the case arose is because uh, they wanted this lease uh, registered at land registry and noted against the homeowner's titles. And the land registry sent it off to the first tier tribunal for a decision. I won't bore you with the detail. But uh, are these things valid leases? The argument was that um, they are something called a mortgage by demise, by the way of a long lease, uh, which since uh, you can't create in registered land since uh, 2003, when the 2002 Land Restoration Act came into force, section 23. Um, the first tier tribunal agreed with that argument, but it went to um, the upper tribunal in this particular case uh, in 2016, and the upper tribunal said it's not uh, a mortgage by means of a lease, it's created by a rent charge. And they told the land registry to register these things noted against title. So you basically didn't pay six pounds for 40 days, even though you weren't reminded you had to. And somebody else has got a 99 year lease over your property. They don't want to go into possession because they have all the obligations of somebody in possession. But what they do want to do is well, they know full well that you're never going to be able to sell or mortgage your property. Uh, for the next 99 years, if somebody else has got a lease over it and they make a large sum of money agreeing to surrender those leases. And it's causing chaos. How, how has this not called, caused a problem beforehand? Because this seems uh, drastic for, for rent charges. It's, I mean, it's, just, it's a strange one that, I mean, year, a few years ago, the, the solicitors in Manchester and Bristol were just, a, you know, if you're acting on the purchase of a property, you'd not be equivalent of, of six years rent charge off the price, you know, 30 quid or something like that. And that was mm -hmm. the way you did it. Then this case came along. The worst of it is not that the lease is actually created. I mean, desperately needs legislation this, but the worst of it is that uh, uh, if they went on to say in the upper tribunal, if you then pay off the arrears, they, the lease stays. 
and the lease will always bind the mortgage company uh, as long as the rent charge is created first, which it always is. Just going to ask, is it quite often that people abuse this, or is this a a rare occurrence when people do? No, it's. I mean, form the lease. It's. I mean, it, it, it's caused the problems because the lender she uh, sent it to the first tier tribunal and then to the upper tribunal. And it, as I mentioned, for the first 135 years, it didn't cause much in the way of problems. And it's not the fact you can create the lease, it's the fact that the lease stays even if you paid off your arrears is the problem. Yeah, right. Okay, I understand. Um, the real issue is there are two types of rent charge. As I say, there are the several types of rent charge. But the other commonplace one you see is, well, um, it's a variable rent charge. You can't create these fixed sum rent charges since 1977. But section two, subsection three, paragraph C of the Rent Charges Act says you can create uh, something called an estate rent charge. And I'll leave the detail to you, but section two, subsection four tells you what an estate rent charge is. Uh, and two, five as well. It's basically can't have a profit element. You can have a nominal payment, something you often see a pound is paid per annum. And then when maintenance is required or repairs you know, or insurance is required, you uh, enforce via an estate rent charge. You pay an estate service charge liability, but it's backed up with these estate rent charges. And they are very, very common. In, no one's quite sure how common, because it's a moot point what exactly is a rent charge or not. Sometimes it'll make clear it's a rent charge, other times not. But again, that's perhaps for another day. But uh, they are very, very common indeed on private developments, you know, on estates. Primarily because local authorities, these new estates, because local authorities uh, don't want us to do things like adopt all the roads. So you might have the road, main roads going to be adopted, but not the side roads. And your planning policy is you have to set aside green space, a certain amount for a certain number of properties, and green space needs to be maintained. Kiddies have to have their play areas as part of the planning conditions. They always put the children's play area opposite the sheltered housing so they can annoy elderly people, you check. Uh, and also um, off-street car parking areas and the likes all have to be maintained. And the reason it causes problems is uh, the fact that maintenance is a positive obligation. It's not a property right in freehold land. And so these estate rent charges started to be used as a way of enforcing, because if you don't pay for the, your dues to maintenance, Third parties wouldn't, you know, sort of subsequent purchases wouldn't be bound to pay unless there was some form of uh, obligation that was enforceable as a property right, hence the use of these rent charges. And they are very, very common. And they apply to all you know, large numbers of new builder states. And so, in your opinion, Richard, what is the solution to this problem? Well, I mean, the solution is we desperately need legislation to deal with this. You know, the threat of creating a 99 year lease over a new build, comparatively new build property because you've not paid your maintenance costs. I can actually understand that. I've actually seen 99-year leases being created. The real, you know, on new build properties from three or four years previously. The real problem is the fact that that lease stays even if, when you've paid your arrears. We desperately need legislation to deal with that. It took a while for the mortgage companies to, to get used to this, but it's causing chaos. Mortgage companies wanting deeds of variation and something called the mortgagee protection clause, whereby the mortgagee will be given an X amount of notice before any action is brought by the rent owner so they can pay off the arrears. 
or mortgagees are going for alternatives. I'm sorry, all developers are looking at alternatives uh, like direct covenants, you know, and a restriction on the register. Every time you sell, you have to get your purchaser to enter into a direct covenant, and there'll be a restriction. The purchaser can't become registered proprietor without agreeing the direct obligation. And that's not a rent charge, and that should be okay. The other alternative is you can always exclude section 121 of the Law of Property Act but you have to do so in the instruments that creates the, the, uh, the rent charge. And if I saw one of these things on a, on a development, I'd want the developer to exclude section 121 in the transfer. And sometimes you'll get somewhere with that and sometimes not. And they say the other big problem is there's a huge, huge debate as to what is actually a rent charge in the first place. Sometimes it is obvious, but often it isn't. One day we'll have a case on that as well. And it all started off in Bristol in the summer of 2016, being a huge issue in the upper tribunal decision. Richard, thank you so much. I think that's the perfect place to round this off. And to all of our listeners, thank you for joining us on this Building Blocks episode of Unpacking the Case. 